the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Crime is up, especially in blue states where progressive district attorneys have taken a softer approach to dealing with criminals. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody has a different suggestion. Start pushing back very fiercely, consistently against the trends we're seeing nationally, whether that's organized retail theft, where retailers are not only shutting down at record rates, they are losing inventory to shrinkage at at historic rates. They say they've never lost this much. And what does that mean for the everyday citizen, the the law-abiding citizen that's just trying to provide for their family? That means your costs go up. She was a guest of the Salem Radio Network. Most of West Maui will be officially reopened to travelers next month. That's the decision of Hawaii's governor. This is SRN News. This week on the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Tiffany Justice of Moms for Liberty. Instead of the government system listening to the parents who are the stakeholders, they shut us down. They literally shut off our microphones. They changed citizen input at school board meetings. One of our own moms called by an FBI field office after having spoken at a school board meeting. You're making peanut butter and jelly in the morning, and you have an FBI agent calling you about your speech. Stream the Michelle Tafoya podcast at Salem Podcast Network. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, straight ahead as we have local people talk about local politics from a conservative viewpoint. Hi, it's Marshall. And from the Genovations Regen Weather Center, for today, a chance of showers, 70 the expected high. Partly cloudy tonight, we'll get down to around 54. The outlook for Monday, mostly sunny tomorrow, 69 the expected high. This is The Patriot. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Yes, it is the, well, it's the first Sunday of NFL football. Obviously, the first official uh, NFL game took place this past Thursday evening. But today is the first official Sunday. Vikings playing at high noon. So, I'm not delusional enough to think that a lot of people are tuned in live, so I understand that. Uh, you know, I I make it my policy. I don't I don't want my board op to update me on the score. I don't have the Vikings game on or anything because I know I'll get way too distracted. So I know nothing. No spoilers, please. Uh, no spoilers. Uh, I will wait because typically when my show ends at three o'clock, the noon games are wrapped up by that point. So then I can kind of catch the recap of that. So. Uh, we are going to plow ahead and uh, do some radio here. Time to make the radio, as they say. So we've got to uh, got a couple of guests that we'll uh, introduce later on in the broadcast. But I did want to get to some local news items, and there was one that was circulating on, uh, let's see, first came to uh, a lot of people's attention on Wednesday evening, and Alpha News wrote a story about it on Thursday. 
But I will read this. This is from a, a woman by the name of Shavanti uh, Sathanandan. She is, lives in Minneapolis, and this is a Facebook post she put together. Yesterday, my children and I were violently carjacked in the driveway of our home in Minneapolis. Four very young men, all carrying guns, beat me violently down to the ground in front of our kids. The young men held our neighbors up at gunpoint when they ran over and tried to help me, all in broad daylight. Look at my face in the picture. And Miss uh, Sathanadan posted a picture. Yeah, she's uh, pretty bloody, blood spattered uh, down the side of her face for purposes of full disclosure. This is the face of a mother who just had the crap beaten out of her. A mother whose only thought was, let me run far enough and fight hard enough so that my kids have a chance to get away. This is the face of a mother who just listened to her four-year-old daughter screaming nonstop, her seven-year-old son wailing for someone to come help because bad guys are murdering his mama in the backyard. Her neighbors screaming in outrage, all while being beaten with guns and kicks and fists. I have a broken leg, deep lacerations on my head, bruising and cuts all over my body. And I have rage. These men knew what they were doing. I have no doubt they have done this before. Yet they are still on our streets, killing mothers, giving babies psychological trauma that a lifetime of therapy cannot erase, with no hesitation and no remorse. I'm now part of the statistics. I wasn't silent when I fought these men to save my life and my babies, and I won't be silent now. We need to get illegal guns off of our streets, catch these young people who are running wild, creating chaos across our city, and hold them in custody and prosecute them, period. Look at my face. Remember me when you are thinking about supporting letting juveniles and young people out of custody to roam our streets instead of holding them accountable for their actions. You could have been reading the obituary for me and my children today, but instead I'm here to write this. Look at my face. These criminals will not win. We need to take back our city, and this will not be the last you hear from me about this. Thank you to the incredible Minneapolis Force Precinct officers, Mayor Fry, Chief O'Hara, paramedics, neighbors, friends, and DFL family who all came to our aid during this terrifying experience. I'm so grateful for this community that wraps us in love. Oh, uh, did I forget to mention um, this uh, This woman, Miss, uh, I apologize, uh, keep forgetting her name, uh, Savanti Satanadan. She's a vice chair with the DFL. Talking pretty tough about crime, about, oh, my God, who's responsible for letting these juveniles on the street? Gee, city of Minneapolis, uh, elected officials there. What? party are they typically affiliated with now let me i i i feel i don't i i'm ashamed to say that i have to state the obvious here because in today's political climate where it seems like we've lost our humanity there are people you know on the right side of the aisle who are jumping around like poo flinging monkeys saying well that's what you get you get what you vote for that's the representation you voted for and while that may be true I don't understand how that's helpful in this situation. I really don't. So it's it's embarrassing. It's a scourge in our society that I have to say this. But this woman did not deserve this, no matter how she voted, no matter the people she supports. And I, I dare say she, she likely supported the people in our legal system, our elected officials in our legal system, the county attorney, Mary Moriarty, who you know, was a big believer in, in restorative justice and hands out light sentences. Now, I don't know if that's the case with these juveniles. I don't know if they've been identified yet, so we don't know if they've been through the system or not. Chances are they probably have. But this woman, Miss Satanadan, and I apologize if I'm butchering her name, by the way, she didn't deserve this. And a story. But if she is, if she had an epiphany after this saying, whoa, 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 whoa. What if the, you know, especially if it's determined, if it's learned that these juveniles had a record and they've been through the system, she may take a long, hard look and say, um, maybe what we're doing to address crime and, and public safety in our city isn't working. 
and may have to take a long, closer, hard look at this. Now, that's not to say that she's becoming a, a, a going to become a conservative, although there is an old saying, a, a, a conservative is a, is a leftist who was once mugged. Or some of your more staunch Second Amendment advocates were anti-gunners who were mugged or carjacked or pistol whipped or whatever. Okay? And what bothered me is Alpha News wrote a story on this. And they linked to it at their on their Facebook page. And a lot of people replied with the laugh emojis. And then, you know, and, and commented down there. And it's like, well, you'll still... Uh, well, I, you know, they say, well, you get what you vote for. And, and again, that may be true, but that's not helpful in the situation. I mean, can we all agree that we should be thankful this woman is still alive and that her children were not left without a mother? Especially seeing what's happening, and this happened to her in front of them. And yet, you get people, I mean, this is on... Now, Shivani Sadanadan's personal post, people are jumping on because it was a public post saying, well, best thing you can do with your life is wake up, take care of your children, vote conservative. Only then will you truly be safe and free. And someone's saying, well, you'll still vote Democrat, LOL. And another one, oh, couldn't have happened to more, a more deserving person. Or, uh, hey, did you try calling the police? You know, taking a shot at Ms. Sivanadan's, um, uh, her anti-police stance. And yeah, there 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 are certainly receipts out there. Like for example, the uh, week after the George Floyd was murdered, she said she tagged uh, Jeremiah Ellison and Philippe Cunningham. They were members of the Minneapolis uh, City Council, both defund the police advocates. They're saying we are going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Say it with me: dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. This was a week after George George Floyd was murdered. Because that was the platform that these two city council members, Jeremiah Allison and Philippe Cunningham, were running on, and uh, Savani Sadanadan tagged them in this Facebook post. How does that? Uh, well, it, it, isn't it amazing? And again, I don't know where this Miss Sadanadan lives, so I don't want to cast aspersions, but isn't it amazing? that those biggest advocates for the defund the police live in the less crime-riddled neighborhoods? Because if you looked at the voting, and by the way, the defund the police in the 2021 city municipal elections, Minneapolis municipal elections, was shot down like 60 to 40. And the highest percentages of opposition to defunding the police was, oh, what do you know, in crime-ridden neighborhoods. Okay? And by the way, Philippe Cunningham was trounced in his re-election bid for city council because he ran on defund the police. And Jeremiah Ellison barely survived re-election. He got like 30% of the vote. The only reason he won is because I think there were three or four other DFLers that divided the other 70% of the vote. So Jeremiah Ellison was able to win with like 31% of the vote. That, that isn't exactly a mandate there. So the message is clear. Uh, defund the police, abolish the police department. People in Minneapolis aren't down with that. And uh, I'm not really sure if Ms. Sadanadan is has changed her stance on this in the aftermath of this. But suppose she has. Suppose she comes out and says, you know what? Perhaps I was a little hasty in, in reacting the way I did. I, you know, let all of us, when we saw what happened to George Floyd, murdered underneath the knee of officer, Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, yeah, we're going to have an emotional reaction. We're, we're going to have a reaction like that. And maybe I react a little bit in haste. And by the way, she also put out a tweet after Dante Wright was shot by Brooklyn Center Police, saying, I don't care if he had expired tabs. I don't care if he had warrants. I don't care. Dante Wright didn't need to lose his life over any of this. And then she... Uh, posted a cartoon of a woman in a mask holding up a sign saying, cops aren't supposed to kill guilty people either. And again, we don't need to re-litigate what happened in the the Dante Wright shooting. But here's my overall point. Suppose that Shivanti Satanadan comes out and says, you know what, I, I I was rather hasty in my calls for defunding the police I, I, I now see with more clarity how much they're needed, particularly in light what has happened to me, uh, particularly the responders you know that responded to me 
in the aftermath of this, I, I realize that how how critical they are to, to public safety. I'm not saying that she's going to come out and say that. I'm not saying that she's even believing that. But suppose just for a millisecond that she comes around on this. What what good does it do to jump around, like I say, like a poo-flinging monkey with, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. If we are firm in our beliefs, our beliefs and saying that we need to support law enforcement, that we need to back the blue, whatever else. And again, I'm no cop fanboy, but I'm just saying what a lot of you know, a lot of people out there that are in the back the blue camp and 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 support law enforcement to the hilt. What is our goal? Our goal is to show people how important law enforcement is. So if this woman now again, if she does come around and says, you know what, yeah, I realize what a critical role they play in public safety. Uh, are we going to continue to shame her for her prior beliefs? Or are we going to say, yes, 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 let's work together and make our community, we all have that goal to make our community safer. Now that you support law enforcement, that's not some sort of magic elixir that's going to alleviate crime. Okay? That, that would just be the first step. But, again, shaming this woman for her prior beliefs, I don't know is going to bring her around to the back-the-blue stance, if indeed that's your stance. So, Back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. From Lakeville to Lake Superior and Champlin to Chile, we're where you are. We are Intelligent Radio. Listen anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you searching for a comfortable and welcoming home for an older male relative or friend? Look no further than Deputat Board and Lodge. More than a traditional boarding house, Deputat Board and Lodge is a warm, peace-filled community of men living together in a beautiful historic home. They're well cared for with three square meals a day, laundry service, and staffing round the clock. Deputat Board and Lodge offers semi-private rooms. It's modern with Wi-Fi and state-of-the-art security systems. Plus, it's close to the bus line. Residents do need to be able to navigate stairs. The Deputat family has been running Deputat Board and Lodge for 53 years, and their average residence stays for 17 years. To find out if Deputat Board and Lodge is right for your ambulatory male relative or friend, go to deputatboardandlodge.com. That's D-E-P-U-T-A-T, Deputat, a traditional boarding house that offers a non-traditional change of pace. DeputatBoardAndLodge.com. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the state. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all free freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. Here's who we are. We're expert hail inspectors and give you an honest opinion on if you have damage. You could even say, we make an impact. We'd be honored if you look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. And again, feel free to follow the broadcast along on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show if you have any comments or questions regarding today's uh, broadcast. Yeah, I know a lot of people are probably watching the Vikings game right now. But, uh, you know, again, if if you feel want to follow along, hashtag NarnShow on Twitter. Leave a comment or a question about today's uh, show content. And as always, we uh, thank you for tuning in. So I, uh, in the first segment, talking about how a DFL vice chair says she was violently call, uh, carjacked and calls for tougher juvenile penalties. Uh, so th- this is assuming that these young men have been through the system before. And, th- well, she said this in her public Facebook page. She made this uh, Facebook post very public, and she said as much. Uh, uh, Shivanti Satanadan, and again, I can't emphasize enough, I apologize if I'm butchering uh, her name, but uh, I'm trying to uh, enunciate as best I can. So she was uh, violently car-checked. She says, uh, four very young men, all carrying guns, beat me down violently to the ground in front of our kids. The young men uh, held up our neighbors at gunpoint when they ran over and tried to help me, all in broad daylight. Uh, she basically said they very clearly, uh, she, well, I'll just read her quote. These men knew what they were doing. I have no doubt they have done this before, yet they're still on our streets. So it'll be interesting if these individuals are caught and we learn of their prior records, if they do indeed have a record. Okay. But I, I find it interesting, one of the first things she mentions, is getting guns off the streets. Which, you know, that, that's the first thing that any, any progressive will, will mention is, is, is getting the guns off the streets. Again, when she is analyzing the character of these young men, these young men, I mean, beat me violently in front of my young children. Obviously, people like that don't have, don't have a conscience, Okay. There, there, there. Something is is broken in their souls if they're willing to beat up a woman in front of her children. Okay, I, 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 I don't think that's exactly a stretch. But to immediately go to the solution, well, we need to we need to get guns off the streets. Well, okay, uh, they also could have used blunt instruments to inflict the same amount of damage. Obviously, they didn't shoot this woman. And thank God for that. Okay, thank God for it. can't can't emphasize enough because it could have it could have been a lot worse. She could she could could have easily been killed. All right, so thank God they didn't. But again, they could have inflicted similar damage with blunt instruments. So the fact that they didn't they didn't shoot, all right, she immediately goes to blaming the guns because if these four thugs with big instruments come toward you, okay, you're not going to try to fight them off whether they have a gun or a blunt instrument, because you can still do pretty significant damage either way. The difference is a gun may bring about, would bring about death quicker, okay? But, again, as I was wrapping up the last segment, my, my biggest issue was a lot of the back-the-blue people, you know, and, and, they're all, and some self-identified conservatives say, well, I guess uh, you voting DFL, look what that got you. Because obviously the DFL, some of some of the uh, candidates didn't take public safety all that seriously. So public safety was a pretty partisan issue this last election cycle, okay? And whether the uh, you know conservatives didn't carry the message very well or whatnot, uh, obviously we lost ground in the in the state of Minnesota. Uh, our seats in the state of Minnesota, the legislature. Okay, we don't, need to, we don't need to relitigate that. But if she were to have an awakening and all of a sudden come to the conclusion, yeah, you know, law enforcement is critical in helping with public safety. I, I, you know, again, I can't, I can't say stress this enough. How is shaming her for her? prior stance of defunding the police, getting rid of the police force altogether, how is that going to help bring her to our side? 
And again, that's not to suggest that these uh, these keyboard commandos jumping on a Facebook post to 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 ridicule her. That's not to say that these are serious people of the back the blue movement or or the conservative movement or anything. Not not at all. Okay, you know what this reminds me of. This reminds me of when we were at the height of the uh, the COVID pandemic. You know, it, it initially came about in the spring of 2020, and then of course leveled off a little bit in the summer because you know, obviously, you know, outdoors in the summer, uh, virus isn't as uh, likely to hang around. And then as it got into the fall and winter months, it it came back with a vengeance, particularly here in the state of Minnesota, particularly in obviously other cold weather states. And I remember uh, Nick Zerwas, friend of the broadcast, former state representative out of Elk River. Uh, he's got a uh, you know, comorbidity. Nick's been very open about his, uh, I think he's had seven heart surgeries. I think he had like, I think he had multiple heart surgeries by the time he was the age of seven. He wasn't supposed to live past the age of seven, and Nick is now in his early 40s. But he's still got a very serious heart condition. And when the pandemic first started, Governor Walls made all these just outlandish projections about the thousands upon thousands of deaths that will occur in the state of Minnesota alone, thanks to this virus. And Nick Zerwas came out and questioned those numbers and said, ah, I'm not buying that, that we're going to have that kind of death toll. That just seems way off. And as the, as the pandemic raged on, yeah, it was serious. But we didn't reach thousands of thousands of deaths within three, four months, whatever the numbers were projecting and that Walls conveyed in his daily briefings. Now, that wasn't Nick, Z- Nick Zerwas denying the virus per se. It was him saying, I don't believe that it's going to kill thousands. And then near the end of 2020, Nick got very sick with a virus. In fact, he told his story about how he had to be admitted to the ICU and was uh, and was wondering if he would ever see his wife and his young son ever again. I mean, it was very touch and go. And when he did finally recover, he actually joined, I think it was early 2021, by the, by the time he fully recovered, he joined one of Governor Walz's press briefings as a testimonial saying, you know what, we, we really need to work to get this under control before it's too late. You know, we need to uh, enact these protocols. And, of course, a lot of the COVID woke scolds jumped around like the uh, per- proverbial poo-flinging monkeys. Like, well, sure, now you come around. You know, where 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 were you before? And it was the same with, with uh, uh, Paul Gazelka. You know, after the uh, state Senate elections of 2020, the Republicans maintained the majority in the Minnesota State Senate, and they had a get-together in December, and it caught, and it was a super-spreader event. A lot of people got sick with COVID, including uh, former Senator uh, Jerry Ralph. Jerry Ralph, he was out of, the, I think, the St. Cloud area. He had actually lost his re-election bid, and he'd got COVID, and Jerry Ralph was, an, was a gentleman, I believe, in his mid-70s, and he ended up passing away because of it. And that drew a lot of scorn onto the... Onto these elected Republicans, because, again, it was their get-together they were having among Senate Republicans and staffers. And obviously that scared Paul Gazelka straight. Paul Gazelka was then the Senate Majority Leader. And he said, oh, yeah, boy, I, you know, after after witnessing this, I, um, we probably took it a little too lightly. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely going to be more wary of these kind of situations go forward. And once again, you know, Paul Gazelka, Senate Majority Leader, Republican. I mean, that's just in the in the sweet spot for the DFLers. I mean, there's just the onslaught of criticism that that uh, Gazelka had received. And I said then, I said, you know, okay, yeah, uh, Paul, that may have been a bit irresponsible for people to gather in such close quarters without taking proper protocols. You know, particularly because it was in the winter, and that's when the virus certainly was. Uh, was more active, you know, in cold weather states, that is. But I, I said then, and, and it's kind of what I'm saying now, what what does pillorying these people for their previous statements, how is that going to help? If you really believe that this virus is as dangerous and as deadly as you're saying, wouldn't you want people who formerly were, if you want to call them COVID deniers, call them whatever you want, 
wouldn't you want them now in 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 your in your camp to be even t- to be a bigger advocate for covid protocols if that was your goal i said look nick zerwas Republican, former Republican legislator, joined a Democrat governor saying, yeah, you know what? We need to take this a little more seriously, get this under control, because if we don't, it could result in serious deaths. And at the time, at the end of 2020, uh, ICU bed usage was in the mid to upper 90s in most regions of the state. And so that was obviously the biggest concern. I mean, infection numbers is one thing, but ICU beds, that was the that was the real indicator. So again, if you want to draw more attention to this, what what does shaming what you consider your former opposition on the virus, how does that help things? And it's the exact same thing I'm saying right now with the Shivanti Sadadadan, who the DFL vice chair, who was violently carjacked in her driveway and beaten and bloodied, suffered lacerations. She said suffered a broken leg. If her stance was to abolish the police, how is shaming her for her prior stance going to make her come around if she's even open to doing that? So, again, in these political battles, political rhetoric going back and forth, uh, it's sad, but we have really lost a lot of our humanity. And I don't know if we can get it back. I like to think we can get it back. I hope we can get it back. But if you're really as concerned about public safety conservatives as you say you are, wouldn't you try to draw more people in by saying, Hey, what you went through was awful. Thank God you're okay. You're it's very obvious by your statement. You're not concerned about public safety. Here's what we're thinking. Here's what our mindset is to address this. Will will you join us? But instead, you know, they just shame her for her previous statements. And uh, again, not productive, not at all helpful. So, Uh, Another segment in the books, number one coming up in mere moments. Uh, We are going to take a transition and have our first guest join the program, uh, Ferris Cassell, an author who's written a uh, very uh, intriguing new book entitled Inseparable, The Hess Twins Holocaust Journey Through Bergen-Belsen to America. Uh, Sounds like a very powerful read. Uh, Ms. Cassell will be coming up in the next segment right here, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, important weather updates, and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we cannot let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. The bill should also move quickly through the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your opportunity to stand up, be heard. Or you can text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886 to tell Congress to support AM radio. My name is Marla, and I am a teacher in a local public school system. My husband and I heard about brain balance. We were a bit skeptical, of course, but we didn't know what to do. When we went to brain balance, they got it. They were asking me questions that our medical provider was not asking us. The teachers immediately started noticing that our kids were calmer. As a teacher and a mom, I would say this is one of the most amazing programs I have seen for children. My kids, in their own individual ways, received the help that they needed that moved them to a place of balance and harmony. You know your child better than anyone, but if they struggle with focus, anxiety, or other developmental and learning challenges, you know how frustrating it can be to find the help they need. 
That's why more parents know Brain Balance and the difference it's made for their kids. It's the all-natural, whole-child approach that's getting results. Parents know their kids best, and with Brain Balance, they know results. Visit BrainBalance.com for more information. Step in to Chet's Shoes for Timberland Pro Footwear. Chet's carries a wide variety. Try on the Endurance, featuring anti-fatigue technology for long-lasting comfort. As always, Chet's measures your feet and learns about your job to help find the right footwear for you. Timberland Pro Footwear comes with a 30-day money-back comfort guarantee, so you can't go wrong. Stop into their store in Spring Lake Park or online at Chet'sShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Hope you are enjoying your day today as we take a uh, transition. Going to welcome our first guest to the broadcast, uh, Ferris Cassell. She is an award-winning investigative journalist and writer. Uh, her first book, The Unanswered Letter, was the winner of the National Jewish Book Award back in 2021. Uh, we're having on Ms. Cassell today to talk about her latest book, uh, due to come out very, very soon. We'll get the uh, details on that momentarily. But the book is entitled Inseparable, The Hess Twins' Holocaust Journey Through Bergen-Belsen to America. Uh, obviously, there's been uh, many fantastic books written on uh, World War II and the Holocaust and a lot of perspectives uh, from that time in our uh, world's history. So I uh, definitely want to talk to Ms. Cassell to find out more about this uh, particular uh, particular body of work. So, uh, Ferris Cassell, first of all, an honor to have you on the Northern Alliance Radio Network today. How are you? Good morning. I'm great, and um, thank you for having me. The honor is mine. Well, we uh, certainly appreciate you joining us. So like, I, like I'd mentioned, Ms. Cassell, you know, there have been scores of books, I dare say hundreds of books written on that time in our world's history, whether it be World War II or the Holocaust, obviously where uh, they intersect. And your book, Inseparable, The Hess Twins' Holocaust Journey Through Bergen-Belsen to America, talks about uh, not only these uh, two, these children, but also their parents and how they managed to uh, stay together to during a very harrowing time. I guess um, first thing I'll ask is, how did you learn about this family's uh, particular story? Um, well, it's uh, it was really just by chance. Um, the Hess family um, consists consisted of um, Carl and Ilsa, German Jews. And um, then their twin children, Marion and Stefan. Um, Marion, uh, so it's not a spoiler to say that this family survived intact because that's what um, that's what the title of the book tells you right away. Sure. The question is, how did they survive? Um, I found out about this book um, when Marion Hess wrote an op-ed for the Los Angeles Times about um, being thankful for the workers during the COVID strike, uh, the COVID epidemic. And um, when when uh, so many people were dying and hospitals were full, and she wrote uh, how grateful she was and how it reminded her of people who had been helpful mm. uh, to her during, during the dark times of the Holocaust. So... Um, that's how this the story ended up coming to me. I I um, found this. I happened to see this story and uh, thought, "Wow, what an incredible person this must be!" And I wanted to find out more. So yeah, you you mentioned that the, obviously you d- you discovered the story during the the COVID pandemic. So did you did you attempt to try to put this together during that time? Because obviously we certainly recall all of the challenges that the pandemic brought about not the least of which uh, couldn't travel much, couldn't certainly meet in person as much as we'd like to. So uh, what kind of unique challenges did that present? Oh, yeah, big challenge. Um, it it's, would have been my normal expectation to interview um, Marion and her brother Steve in um, person. That's, that's sort of... Um, 
that that is the standard and the best way to to get information from people because you can see them react and and get a lot from a face-to-face interview. Uh, that wasn't possible during COVID. People weren't traveling. And um, I live on the West Coast, and the twins live on the East Coast mm-hmm. in different cities. So travel really was impossible. So uh, we did it all by email. Wow. I sent the twins questions, a list of questions, and then they would write there. They would have time to think about it and um, write me back. So in in actually, as it turned out, that was the best possible way to to have gotten the information from them because they did have time to to really think about their answers. And um, so over the course of oh six eight months, I guess we inter- you know we exchanged about a hundred emails. Um, and then I, ha- I had their thoughts in writing right there in front of me without the, the twins are in their 80s. Um, and um, so without subjecting either myself or them to, um, you know, the possible of contagion from sure. COVID. Yeah, it certainly presented some dynamic challenges. Obviously, it's uh, it's been uh, uh, multiple years in the making, but uh, thankfully, it has come through, come to fruition. So, about the the twins' personal story, and you know, obviously, ha- you having talked to them, they uh, survived that just absolutely horrific time uh, as young children, and now seemingly, uh, by all indications, uh, are very functioning, compassionate adults. Did they? Give any indication, give any sense of what their lives were like in the immediate aftermath of this uh, harrowing time that that was the Holocaust and how they were able to become such uh, well-functioning young people and then into adulthood and now elderly people? Yes. Um, The the Hesses, um, their survival was truly a a miracle. Mm. Uh, They went the family went through hell and um and and as the thing goes and back again you know they were subjected to to brutal brutal conditions and um and they were in germany so that was um you know the heart of of allied allied um you know, armed forces sure. um, invading. So they had to survive sometimes from two directions, from from the Germans and then Allied bombings and Allied um, invasions. So this is a book about World War II, um, and it's a book about the Holocaust. So these survivors made it back to Amsterdam, and um, they had relatives in America and so they were able to um, sail on on uh, the Queen Elizabeth to America. Um, yeah, wow. They arrived there, um, were, t- were helped by their relatives. The family went to work right away. The parents told, the, told Carl and Elsa, told their children, told the twins, that they... Um, needed to, um, that they owed so much to America. They were consciously raised to be thankful for their freedom and that they needed to give back to their country. So that was the way they were raised, first in hell and then and then knowing that they were in the land of the free and they had so many opportunities. So their, their careers are full of ways... Um, they both had wonderful careers in business and um, working in the government, um, in a government program that helped to provide food for people. Um, and they just knew that that was their role in life is to give back to the country that had given them so much. Yeah, wow, that's fantastic. I mean, just to think about the, uh, I mean, there's no way to quantify it, but it probably is not a stretch to say maybe hundreds, thousands of lives that were positively impacted because these twins and this family uh, survived this obviously very harrowing time. Uh, there was a, 
excerpt, I, I think I read an excerpt that uh, there was a consideration that uh, the parents, uh, Carl and Ilsa, the twins' parents, uh, considered that probably, you know, trying to keep the children out of harm's way, thinking that, hey, we there's a very good chance we may not survive this ordeal, but we want our children to have an opportunity maybe to have a, to have an opportunity to live, obviously. Was there ever a consideration of maybe leaving them with another family, keeping them out of a harm's way? Obviously, ultimately, that didn't happen, but was that ever a consideration, Ferris Cassell? Oh, yes, it was. It was a wrenching, wrenching um, concept for Carl and Elsa. Should they, should they find a, a non-Jewish family in the Netherlands um, and ask them to keep their children safe? And then Carl and Elsa would hope to, to be hidden themselves, uh, to pass as Aryans, uh, so-called Aryans, non-Jews. Mm, right. Um, we all know there's no actual such thing as the Aryan race. Um, that was a that was a Hitler construct. Yep. But but um, yes, they debated it and and they actually paid a family to take the children. But as they thought about it and thought about leaving their children, they they felt that no one would protect their children. Um, with the ferocity of of them themselves, and um, they couldn't bear to be separated during during this time of war. So they they decided that they would stay together and they would fight together and live or die together um, as a family. And um, that's that's what happened. And there were many times when it would they may have they may have been forced to be separated once they were in in um, the concentration camps. But every time that 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 sort of reared its head, they they fought it down. They they just fought uh, with all the resources that they had to stay together and survive together. And that was a miracle. Very, very few Jewish families survived um, the Nazis intact. Once again, we have been joined by uh, Ferris Cassell. She, the author of a book entitled Inseparable, the Hess Twins Holocaust Journey Through Bergen-Belsen to America. Just uh, some of the uh, anecdotes that Ms. Cassell has shared with us uh, in this segment. Uh, absolutely uh, uh uh, heart wrenching as well as heart rending. It just uh, amazing. It sounds like an amazing project, uh, Miss Cassell. We appreciate your time today. Before we let you go, we want to give you an opportunity to uh, promote this work a little bit more specifically. Uh, <laughs> when will it be available? Uh, where I'm assuming people can purchase it wherever they find their uh, favorite books, uh, all that sort of good stuff. Absolutely. It's uh, it will be released um, on the 12th, September 12th. Okay. And it will be available everywhere. It's available for pre-sale right now on Amazon, and you can you'll be able to find it in all all your books nearby bookstores or um, online at Amazon or, or other online places. Well, so just, thank you for asking. Oh, of course, yeah. And like I say, just just reading just reading the in, uh, initial press kit, it's it certainly whetted my personal appetite to want to read this. And then, like I say, hearing some of the tales you share, uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, digging into this. Well, again, uh, Ferris Cassell, we appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Uh, have a great uh, rest of your weekend, and uh, best of luck with this uh, project going forward. I have a feeling it's going to be a, a tremendous success. A very harrowing story indeed. Thanks so much, Brad. Appreciate your your um, having me on. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. 
all in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once. And I, I probably had a, like a, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on. But they never give me a hassle. They're just like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it, and you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Wild Construction is ready to go to work for you. I'm Freddie, president of Wild Construction. Our team of experts will help you with your exterior project. Whether it's damage to your exterior from a recent storm, new GAF roofing system, roof repair, siding, windows, gutters, decks, or masonry work, Wild Construction makes it happen. Customers are always number one at Wild Construction, and we execute. To schedule a free inspection and estimate, go to wildconstructionmn.com. Wild Construction makes it happen. What is dedication? People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike and you didn't? I just created an environment where they taught themselves and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hey, welcome back. AM 12 to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. Thank you as always for tuning in. Again, feel free to follow along the program or leave a comment or a question on Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Again, that's for any comments or questions. And don't forget to check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And, yeah, we accept inquiries through our Facebook page. We get a few every now and then, so that is perfectly fine as well. And we appreciate you tuning in again. I know it's the first Sunday football season, and Vikings uh, started at uh, high noon. So, again, no spoilers. Don't want to hear uh, anything about the Vikings game until 3 o'clock when my broadcast is over. And if you're listening to this uh, via podcast, we certainly understand, but uh, we appreciate however you listen to our various shows. Uh, I do want to get to this real quick. Uh, Are you ready for mask mandates again? Because, my goodness, it sure seems like people are ramping up for them. Uh, Look, I've already seen plenty of people out front coming out and saying we preemptively are not complying And the White House is already going through the virtue signaling. Uh, Joe Biden, the first lady, despite being fully vaccinated, I think she gets boosted every year, uh, recently came down with COVID, has mild symptoms. And that's another thing. This this strain of COVID is not nearly as potent as the original strain that we endured back in, in 2020 into early 2021. It's just not the the. If it were, believe me, we'd be hearing about ICU beds being overflowed, uh, not having enough ventilators. The death toll would be through the roof. Then again, would we hear about it because of Democrats in the White House now? This is that. This is kind of the conundrum for the media now. They 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 desperately want to to parrot the the White House, you know, the Biden administration's uh, virtue signaling, but. Wouldn't that reflect poorly on him? Because remember how then-candidate Joe Biden says he's not going to shut down the country, he's going to shut down the virus? 
Well, I bring this up because Jazz Shaw at Hot Air this past Wednesday wrote a piece about how the COVID-exposed Biden goes maskless in front of a hero. Uh, President Biden remained maskless Tuesday in front of 81-year-old vet while awarding him the Medal of Honor. Flouting COVID-19 rules at the White House had just said Biden would follow. Biden, age 80, whose wife Jill tested positive for the virus Monday, removed his black KN95 style mask during a prayer at the ceremony for retired Army Captain Larry Taylor in the White House East Room ahead of the president's remarks from a lectern recounting the elderly honoree's heroism in the Vietnam War. After giving a speech, Biden failed to put the mask back on as he approached Taylor and stood roughly six inches from him for about four minutes as the citation for Taylor's award was read aloud. This is just a classic example of what we saw at the height of the COVID mandates back in 2020, 2021, particularly, well, I mean, I could give you myriad examples, but the one that really stands out was Governor Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom, California. He was seen indoors in a private dining room at a restaurant called the French Laundry. Doesn't that just sound elitist and snooty, by the way? The French Laundry. I have to hold up my nose while I'm saying that. The French Laundry. Governor Gavin Newsom was in his private dining room at the French Laundry, close quarters, indoors, not wearing a mask, and was called out on it. And then when the Super Bowl was in Los Angeles in this would have been early 2022, California still had mask mandates, even for kids playing at recess outdoors. Six-year-olds at recess outdoors were still required to wear masks in Los Angeles County where that Super Bowl was taking place in early 2022. This would have been February 2022. And yet here you have a maskless governor embracing Magic Johnson, former NBA star, and, you know, getting a photo op with him. And, oh, by the way, Magic Johnson overweight, and has the AIDS virus. You think he was immunocompromised? And here we have the President of the United States, 80 years old, exposed to COVID from his wife, standing near an 81-year-old military veteran in close proximity, not wearing a mask. So I think Glenn Reynolds said it best regarding the, co- uh, regarding the climate change demagogues. I'll believe it's a crisis when the people telling me a crisis, it's a crisis start acting like it's a crisis. You could also throw the COVID mandates, too. As soon as they start acting like it's a crisis, I might, might start taking just even a little seriously. Hour number one in the books, hour number two, coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Closing time. From chasing fall colors on a scenic road trip to epic hikes, fall festivals, apple orchards, or long hours on a patio, fall in Minnesota offers clear blue skies, an endless tapestry of color, and unmatched beauty, perfect for setting the stage for any colorful adventure. Plan your dream trip at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. When it comes to investing in your house, do you want to know what one of the most confusing items there is to make decisions on? Windows. We are talking massive price swings, every salesperson telling you something vastly different, and very little useful information online, which opens the door for salespeople to overcharge you. Hi, I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, an expert on your side. I've worked with many of the top window brands and installers in the Twin Cities and can give you the pros and cons of each. That's what you get when you call me to stop by and measure your windows. We'll talk options that best fit your needs, whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, and you'll receive quotes from multiple contractors just a few days later. There's no obligation to buy, but if you do, I'll be there to help you write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, I provide the same free service for siding and roofing. Window lead times are extra long right now, so set up an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Numbness, tingling, weakness, pain in the legs and feet, loss of balance. If you are suffering with neuropathy, we've got a natural solution for you. 
Hey, it's Dr. Kim Tran with Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic, located in Richfield off 494 and 35W. As a chiropractor, I'm here to provide you with another solution outside of the medication, shots, and surgeries you've already tried. Like many of my new patients, you're probably still suffering. If this is crippling your life where you can no longer go out and spend time with your friends or family, or if your balance is so bad, you worry about whether you can even walk, call today for a free neuropathy screening. We take a holistic approach to all aspects of what's going on with your body and your health in order to reverse your neuropathy naturally. Call today to schedule your free neuropathy screening at 612-545-5672 or just go to drkimtran.com. That's drkimtran.com for your free neuropathy screening. Do you want to make a difference in your community? Volunteer with your local fire department. Operational and non-operational positions are available and training is provided. Anyone can be a volunteer. You just need the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. When your community needs you, will you be there to answer the call? Learn more about volunteering at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.